good evening and from a service station off the M54 in Telford we bring you an extra episode of the Baggies broadcast with me Johnny Drury and I'm alongside West Brom correspondent Lewis Cox we're here after an Albion win which has taken Albion up to ninth uh, Lewis we recorded this season in hotel rooms I think you've recorded in a car recorded a few videos are certainly in a car this is the first the first service station we've recorded <laughs> in it's a little bit a little bit strange isn't it living the dream this is the glamour this is what this is what, the local journalism. this is what the listeners don't see at quarter to quarter to one in the morning on uh, what are we December the 30th yeah. wow Friday morning yeah I mean this is we're living it up here we are really pushing the boat out with this one but such is our level of commitment to bring in this glorious piece of uh, you know, this, this, this glorious work to, to our listeners you know it's our commitment level and of course the baggies are flying so, um, so they want to hear from it, don't they? They, they want to hear from us. And uh, yes, you know, I'm sure most of the podcasts will be taken up by uh, not so savoury goings on. But uh, yeah, on the pitch, it's going all right, isn't it? And we're we're basking in yet another win and enjoying a, a sweet treat at an ungodly hour. Yeah, well, like you say, it is. Um, it does make it feel a little bit better than we that we're here after a, a three points. But um, like Albion, um, well, like Albion fans would have heard on the podcast last week, we were due. That was due to be our last episode of the season. However, given the, like Lewis has said, the, the unsavoury issues or the off-field issues that continue to go on and, and have ramped up this week, really, um, we felt the need to bring you sort of an extra episode just to discuss that and, and try and bring you Albion fans as many answers as we've we've got. We haven't got an awful lot at the moment, as Albion fans will have seen. Um, but as good as off-field, as good as things were on the field um, tonight or yesterday, shall we say, um, this is an episode where we're sort of trying to bring you as much information as we can. Um, we emphasise that word try because there's not an awful lot of information, certainly about the latest goings on um, that is out there at the moment, but we'll certainly try. Um, and this all stems from the, the, the news yesterday that Albion have now taken out a £20 million loan from MSD Holdings um, to help with ongoing running costs of the football club. That will come as soon. Come very alarming to Albion fans, as you would have heard in the, in the crowd tonight with the protests and the, the, the chants, which I'm not going to repeat because um, we're a family podcast, but um, the Albion fans are certainly not happy. So, Lewis, just on the face of it, we've heard rumours and rumblings of this for a while, um, but it was confirmed yesterday afternoon that Albion have... So, what we know at the moment is that Albion have taken a £20 million loan out, which is for running costs, not for transfers. This is for day-to-day running costs of the football club yeah I'm, I mean just on that I don't think I, I believe I'm right in saying we don't you know we, we haven't been told that it won't fund fees for January window we, we, we don't know that definitely obviously we've you know we've asked the head coach about that but um, while he's been open with some of his thoughts about the January window he, he has sort of skirted around you know when asked about his budget and funds and, and whatnot. now Obviously, we know, as you say, a £20 million loan. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking hypothetically, depending on what type of players Albion are in for in the, in, in the window, and, you know, loan players clearly is what we'd imagine, given the finance situation. But, you know, say players on the head coach's radar are available for nominal fees. You, you know, we, I, I wouldn't say that, that can't happen. You know, I, I don't think we're looking at anything spectacular, are we, uh, transfer figure-wise from this loan because clearly as you say running costs day-to-day overheads bills which you rightly say is, is alarming and not what 
any of us want to read or report. Um, you know, it's it's pretty. I hate to use the word desperate, but it's pretty desperate, isn't it? When when that is required, when that is what you, you have to stump to 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 pay the bills and get through. But hey, I suppose with with the parachute payments from Premier League relegation running out come summer for next season, it's been on the cards, hasn't it? We, we've we've known this is the last season for parachute payments, and that gulf, that a significant significant millions that just won't be there. Well, it it had to come from somewhere didn't it you know it, it had to come externally I think we I, I think we all knew that well we did all know that and um, uh, from from what I've sort of read and gleaned I think what was it I read that um, the head coach has been told that funds for the window would have to come external, externally so so without that there was there was clearly nothing there obviously it remains to be seen what Carlos Goran does in the window but um, but yeah it's, it's just been a been a grim couple of weeks sort of news wise out of the Hawthorns hasn't it and obviously this has been going on for many months many years but as we said uh, post match and last night tonight it's it sort of come to a head hasn't it towards the end of this calendar year as we are now obviously with a separate issue of the production lie loan deadline well it's tomorrow isn't it now as we speak on December the 30th so yeah, barely 24 digging hours into, away. And, 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 digging into well, his piggy bank tonight. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with, with the time difference as well over in China, you, you know, that, that would have been in, in motion now if it was happening at all. Uh, obviously, it remains to be seen with how the club confirmed that with a statement one way or the other, we, we hope. But, yeah, this £20 million loan and the, the scant details we know regards, you know, taken against groups' assets. Um, it's just... It's not. It's clearly not worst case scenario yet because that would be the bottom line of having to shift assets. But it's it's the fear, isn't it? It's the it's the what could happen. You know what's what's been written up here about the the stadium, the training ground, the club's home, and it's very being um, yeah very very scary for supporters. And I have every you know obviously I feel I have every sympathy with those fans, and um, and we can only. Can only hope for brighter times ahead, and yeah, let's hope they sort of begin in the next 24 to 48 hours with the five million pound news being a positive start to continue the positivity on the pitch, and and then look, the loan is the loan. It's a four four year 20 million pound loan. Is it Albion are by no means the first club to have to resort to this? Yes, examples previously are not good in some cases. You know, Derby the obvious one, but other. Other clubs, you know, it's, it's not as drastic, is it? We know of other examples who have used that particular American firm, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's been a difficult few days, and I, I imagine, I know for definite, that it's extremely hard for fans, shareholders, everyone to stomach, really. You mentioned there about, which is interesting, about um, funds for January having to come externally. Now, we know that this time last year, um, Gouch and I came over to um, over to, to England to the Hawthorns to the training I think it was ground. just over a year ago wasn't just it just over now? a year ago yeah and, and that funded uh, that well that prompted or on the back of that West Brom went and spent £7 million on, on Darrell DK which shows back then that the, there was money available there this because of the, the lack of detail we know you can only assume that Lai hasn't got any more money to put into Albion if you, if you catch my drift that they're having to take this out which is something that fans have said has been the case for a long, long time. 
you know, Lyre's never really spent big as Albion, um, Albion owner or majority shareholder as he goes as. Um, so that's the moral, you know, we're, we're, we're 12 months on from Albion spending more than they've probably ever done on a championship player. Yeah. And now there's a case that they're having to sort of borrow money from an investment firm. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, obviously I wouldn't like to say and confirm that as it's, as it's speculation and we don't know, but you said that regarding the, the transfer window and I think we can be pretty safe and confident in the assumption that regards... Yeah, what, what would be a, a significant transfer fee, you know, into the into the millions, for example? I think we can s- assume that that you know, without any loans, certainly, and even probably with, you know, that's highly unlikely, isn't it, with the, con- as I said, the controlling shareholders' um, financial situations situation. Um, as you say, the alarming prospect of having to reach into uh, an external loan. A, a sizable one to to get by, to get through, um, is is just it's very f- fearful, isn't it? It's 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 concerning, it's alarming, it's worrying um, for the for the short, mid, long term future. The the cost of repayment, the prospect of kicking the can. Um, you know, people talk about. Well, we just hope for on the pitch success now under Corbram, which is going superbly on the pitch, isn't it? But the promotion is still, you know, promotion is still a long way off and very hard to achieve. And then what? What do Albion have one? It's very hard to stay up there, isn't it? What do they have one year of, in the Premier League, one year of Premier League finances, and then they say it's back down and parachute payments, and there we are all over again in a vicious cycle with the same ownership, aren't we? So. Uh, promotion would be wonderful and hopefully successful and could remain successful and it brings a new you know, dare I say new ownership possible investment and stuff like that but um, that's all a big ask yeah it's going in the right direction but it's a big ask um, you just wonder where the end game is with the current ownership and, and the model and, and everything like that and yeah it's 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 it is alarming. I mean, we, I think you've said before, haven't you? I've I've read you say that um, with regards to parachute payments coming to an end, we we knew we knew about it. It, it smacks of badly. Is it three seasons, three years yeah. post relegation. Smacks of financial mismanagement, doesn't it? In terms yeah. of well, preparation, you know, this preparation yeah. for for this situation, you know, other clubs have, have run out of parachute payments and, uh, and and haven't maybe maybe not gone on to have success and gone back to the Premier League, but certainly haven't at all been in financial difficulties but in terms just on, on running costs um, you know do we know any more about that when you, when you think about running costs the, the biggest running cost for a football club is the players wages is this a case of this money is going to pay the players wages if it wasn't there then would it be in a situation uh, where the players couldn't be paid or, or you know big other, uh, there are other big running costs that come with a football club yeah, that is the overarching one isn't it and Albion are, you know this is an assumption but given the players that Albion have got you can only imagine they've got one of the highest wage bills in the division yeah um I've not, I've not heard that, and um, I, I would be surprised by that. Uh, you know, were, were they to not source external funding, that paying weekly, monthly wages would be an issue. Um, but that's as of now, isn't it? We're speaking as of the second half of this season now. You know, actually, payments run out for the end of this season, don't they? So, quite how the lay of the land 
would have looked wage-wise, salary-wise, without this loan, with, you know, you write it's a hefty, hefty wage, wages of, of, what is it, at least some players, you know, we, we know to be on north of 30,000 um, per week, and you know, I'm not sure quite how many of those there are, but it's all significant, is it, extremely. Um, so quite how that would have been able to continue and happen without the external funding is... I'm not sure to be honest and, and might have had to like, you would think would have had to have resorted in being open to offers for these players to have to get them off, off the books because of, of paying them these uh, these wages but I, I mean again that's that's speculation really but I, d I don't see how it would have been sustainable without the, the funding externally if you know what I mean Yeah in terms of um, this is a question that's been asked by a lot of supporters and I've seen a lot of chatter about it on, on social media um in the statement yesterday, it wasn't stated how much interest will be paid on this loan. So you've already mentioned it'll be paid back over four years. Um, I believe Southampton took out a loan in 2020 from MSD Holdings, which was at around 9% interest. Do we know at the moment, or is there any indication of what Albion will be paying on the interest? Because that will certainly, you know, that's going to make up a quite a chunk of yeah. it. Yeah. No, I mean, there's not confirmation. I think, I think I'm right in saying I've read read a report um, speculating between possibly between 12 and 15 percent now we don't know that the, the general consensus is north of 10 because of how interest interest rates sorry have, have risen in recent times um, again that's going by previous examples I know finance expert Kieran Maguire from for who many listeners will have will follow online and, and listen and read his stuff as as um, has given historical examples you mentioned Southampton and we can only surmise that because our rates have changed over the, over the years since you mentioned the Southampton example, that it's going, going to be north of that. But no, it's, all, it's always a worry, isn't it? And um, it, that, there has been no clarity on, on, on things like that. But we are told, yeah, as with any financial agreement between businesses and whoever, you know, it's confidentiality and you know, this is clearly details that, um, well, that the lender, MSD, don't, you know, will not want out there for obvious reasons when it comes to their business and and their deals with other clubs and businesses and so on. So whether that figure of interest does come to light, you know, re remains to be seen, doesn't it? But um, not an ideal situation. But this is this is where it is, isn't it? It's no surprise or secret. This is where Albion have had to. This is the path they've had to go down. Now we're in this situation, and I hope it doesn't get any worse, frankly. Frankly. Yeah. In terms of you know, this has been taken out to fund day-to-day -day running costs of the football club. And is it? A, I suppose it's again it's speculated because the information is so scarce on it that there's obviously cash flow problems. Um, but the question that someone from the football club has got to come out and and I've been very vocal on this podcast and to an extent it might be a little bit unfair. You know, Ron Gawley is is the face of Albion in in the UK, um, and he has said in the past that he's going to you know open communication with the, the press and the fans you know from the press side of things we could probably contest that you know he spoke to the local press at one point you know he did say after in the core brand press conference he was going to speak with the local press and i know he said it in the albion assembly as well because it's documented in the minutes um but and, and he's got to answer the questions that ultimately lie has got to answer but someone has got to come out and and, and explain almost why this has had to happen how this has got to this 
yeah. this this point? Why there's been no contingency plan for the fact that Albion aren't going to get promoted? You know, no club has got a no no one's got a right to get promoted. No one's got a right to go on an FA Cup run. No one, no football club has got a right to win win things and and and, and have success. But ultimately, the fans have a right to know what is going on, really. And th- this is toward my position now that all right. The, Things have been badly managed. It is evident to that. You can stretch that back to when um, when Martin Goodman was involved on the board and was sacked by Lai because Albion got themselves into a bit of a perilous financial position. I think there was a, a bank loan at that point. Um, I think Mark Jenkins was brought back to the club and, and, and the club was sort of, things were sorted out and put back on an even keel. That was in the Premier League. Um, but there's, there has been there's obviously been mismanagement of things that haven't have gone wrong beyond the scenes you know no one wants them to go wrong but bad decisions have been made the situation would no, it's not going to improve Albion's financial situation but it will certainly improve lines of communication with the supporters and tra- this word transparency which we've heard so much about in the last 12 months if you know in an idea world Lie comes out and talks about it because he is the owner and ultimately all the decisions lie with him uh, that's not a pun by the way but if he came out and said look I've tried my best for this football club these things haven't worked, you know, I've done this for this reason, I've done that for that reason. It's a pipe dream, it's not going to happen, but some, someone's surely got to come out and give these fans a bit of clarity that West Brom aren't going to ultimately, you know, I don't think they will, but ultimately go to the wall in the end or, 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 or end up in a situation that, that many, many other football clubs have ended up in. There's got to be a little bit of, of more information that comes out. Yeah. For, just for, you know, as journalists, we all want information because it helps us write stories, but not even for us, for supporters. They deserve it. You know, that, that ground was packed out tonight. You know, it was a sellout, first sellout for a while. You know, there's got to be some explanation as how Albion are in this position. Surely that's that's the least the fans deserve it. Yeah, well, just quickly on that, I mean, Ron Gourley, um, you know, as you said at the top there, he's facing it in England. Um, now, I think it's important to note, just on that, he's not a the group director is he he's not, not on the board there and that's what he came off that, yeah yeah ago. yeah a few months yeah. ago wasn't it and and that means obviously you know understand we know you know he's he's not involved at the top decision makings on fronts like this this yeah, is so he the didn't group. make the decision yeah. on the loan. um ken obviously is the director of the on board of the group as it as you say and then um obviously liars the as the uh, majority shareholder you know the, these are, are their calls and they're made because that's their dis- decision as the uh, majority shareholders, isn't it? And um, and you know whether chief executive of the West Bromwich Albion, uh, Ron Gourlay, like sort of likes it or not, he you know he's <laughs> everyone's answerable to to whoever, isn't it? And, well, and he doesn't own the majority shares in the club, so ultimately he it's not his seal yeah. of approval that goes on um, the, on the loan. Is so it? yeah, I mean. You know, in an, an ideal world, we get um, to sit down and have more answers, and and I am hopeful that is to come. I, I know that's been that's been said, hasn't it, on this podcast? And I'm I'm aware, I'm very aware of that, and it hasn't happened. I'm also aware of that, but um, we're at a period now, aren't we? Where, as we said at the at the top, it's all come to a head over the last week or two. I mean, you go back to the the news we had about the Jeremy Peace investigation a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? It seemed to you know, emerged just before all of this. Obviously, we knew the lie repayment deadline was coming. And as we said again earlier, that that's, what, just 24 hours away now. You know, and we hope to get clarity either way, whether it is, whether it is sorry, repaid or not. And and then we, you know, and then we do hope for, 
you know, just the opportunity to um, be able to ask a, you know, a few questions and get obviously the answers the fans are so desperate for. Yeah, just on the on the ground, the training ground, um, Albion have also got a host of other assets away from the playing squad. Um, there's land on Halfords Lane, there's the academy building across the road, the dome and stuff like that. With, you know, and that's all been you know, taken out against this loan. Um, just on a few weeks ago, Lewis, you know, the club welcomed it, Gourlay welcomed it, the asset community value um, application that was going to go in, it's been before Sandwell Council. Given this situation now, does that render that meaningless that if Albion don't pay this loan back, that MS Holdings, MSD Holdings potentially could take a slice of the ground or the ground? Does that label, does that render that yeah. barrier sort of a broken barrier? That is one, I, I mean, I'll be honest, that is one I need to get clarification on. I, I've heard briefly that the ACV is still in motion, it's still in it's still a thing, it's still there in place. Um, so that provided me with a layer of confidence regarding that, but how it how it will work against obviously the MSC um, loan remains to be seen and that's something we will obviously look to, to find out and bring. But and this is something that I reported over the last 24, 48 hours that we're told um, pretty firmly, well, as firmly as can be. Um, although, obviously, no one can see in the future and no one can say never, this is never going to happen, clearly. Um, you know, the, the club do not foresee a position where they have to be selling assets such as of the stadium and the training ground now you know as I just said we're never going to say never on that because obviously um, the worst case scenario can always happen can't it you know we cannot say it's impossible and not going to happen because worst comes to the worst then then yeah but from what we're told and what we understand um, other saleable assets to raise this kind of loan figure should it need to be repaid immediately would happen otherwise through primarily player sales clearly of which Albion do have players that would be shiftable for some value I, I believe um, I think fans can see that in the talent that is within the group if you um, went through that squad now in terms of say for example Albion yeah. had to pay 20 million and maybe five, five million pound interest between you know Wallace Swift DK um, yeah, even people Dean Garner even people like Kushlu yeah, yeah. you know Ajay, there's a few isn't there Palmer's, Palmer's yeah, yeah. stock continues to rise as a goal you know you'd like to think their assets would be we said well, just well, let's be honest that, that doesn't appease listeners you yeah, know that, it that's, doesn't, you know they, it doesn't. they don't want it what, oh don't worry we're not we won't have to sell the ground we'll just you know we'll, we'll, all, the, all the star players will go instead you know clearly that's not what I'm saying that doesn't appease anybody but just for some context, that is what what we're led to believe. So, just uh, what, what I wanted to ask you as well, Lewis, we've had this this really small statement that's come from the club on the the issue. Um, are we expecting the club to address any more concerns from the fans? And, and as we said, that you know, fans are never going to get all fully answers, and we're certainly not. Well, I'd, I'd eat my hat if I we even lie. But are we expecting the club to come out and answer any questions, or are the club going to say any more on it? Because out of everything that's happened and you know we've had action for Albion protesting about the various different loans and, and, and I'm sure they'll ramp up and I'm sure we're going to get more information in the, in the coming days where the lie does or doesn't pay back the, 
the 4.95 million pound loan or five or what it will be in the end. But on this issue, this is the biggest issue really that's come out of all this situation. Are you confident we might get some more answers or, or we might hear some more explanations from the club on this? On the 20 million. On the 20 million. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Certainly, formally, in terms of club coming out of a statement, which obviously they, they came out of a short statement yesterday, which I appreciate wasn't, you know, particularly long, will say much more than was said. But aside from interviews, I'm not, I'm not sure really. I don't. I don't see that. Um, now, as I touched on five ten minutes ago, I'm hopeful we have the chance to ask questions to to the club soon, to the chief executive soon. Now, clearly, it will be on the agenda to be asked and <coughs> we hope with that comes some more detail, as, mu as much detail as we can get, as can be given on it, really. And, and obviously, we will always have an ear to the, two ears to the ground when it comes to things like that and and for the, for the latest updates that emerge with it. But, I mean, when it comes to the, you know, T's and C's of that kind of thing and then the rates, um, I'm not sure how much more will emerge. Um, I'm not. Uh, I appreciate, and I, I, you know, as far as I know and gather, the club appreciates what what the fans want to know about it. But you know, do, can, can they come out and reveal terms and conditions of a of a private loan? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really see that. But we shall see. And as as I as I keep touching upon, I'm I'm hopeful of the opportunity. You know, and I know fellow. Um, media outlets are the same uh, of the local circles um, have, have the chance to be able to put some questions in soon and have a, a bit more you know a few more answers a few more details and I, I know you're specifically talking about the um, the loan of, of 20 million there but but specifically on the the upcoming lie deadline as well you know there's there's so much anger and maybe not apathy but certainly anger and uh, frustration on that isn't there and and, and fans, you know, one deadline's come and gone, hasn't it? And fans are desperate, understandably so, to see that being repaid because that's been taken from their club, hasn't it? The club coffers and, you know, that shouldn't happen. And if it should, then it should be paid back and deadlines shouldn't be missed. So, you know, I'm just so hopeful of positive news on that over the next day or two, really. Are we expected to hear either, either way? Um, is it a case of if we don't hear any confirmation tomorrow that we can assume that it hasn't been paid? Um, if it hasn't been paid, will we hear I think of from, a new date? Because this, is the, this isn't the first date. Yeah, from what I've, I've heard, um, it will be confirmation either way, but I, I mean, I wouldn't say that's 100%, but from what I've heard, the likelihood is we'll have confirmation either way. I think I think that has to be, just from a personal point of view, I think that has to be the way, just, just for clarity. And... Um, I mean, you'd hope it that if it was uh, Touchwood, you know, not, not bad news, that there wouldn't be a, another deadline date plucked out of the air for, I don't know, six months down the line and we find ourselves in the exact same position in June because nobody wants that, do they? You know, Albion can't afford that to happen and that's not a pun either. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get, you know, hopefully we'll get clarity one way or the other and, and like I say, you know, the chance of a sit-down with, you know, run soon just to um, to be able to get some much needed detail really yeah just as we wrap this up this little bit we'll talk a little bit about the game at the end just very briefly as it's coming to five past one on a 
on a Friday morning. Is it as Friday, a, is it? On Friday oh, morning. Oh, no, I do what day of the week it is, mate. As, uh, as Lewis tucks into his Tango Ice Blast when it's four <laughs> degrees outside. Um, <laughs> with this situation, Lewis, it, you know, what we're all saying, huge pressure, or, or, or I suppose not, you know, well, yeah, pressure on Albi to go up this season now to, you know, if they do go up to the Premier League, this, this loan, I'm sure, will get paid off and the finances will, will look a little bit a little bit better if it doesn't happen you know we're looking at a fire sale you know our fa- you know we remember a while ago there was a bit of a sort of twitter firestorm online that fans were oh we're going to go into administration and it was a bit sort of over the top but is that a way down the line do we feel in terms of that Albion have got enough assets playing wise you know we've just listed a load of players then you could probably list a few more who would yeah. bring in a little bit of I mean, a little bit of cash I mean The simple answer to the administration question is I I don't know for definite and I don't know if people would know but I I think it is down the line if it's a possibility. I appreciate that's not a very appeasing answer but, you know, given the the loan taken out, which obviously I realise requires paying back over a period and I suppose the ease of paying that back is dependent to on on the pitch, isn't it, as as you just touched on and and also to, to obvious ownership, you know, if, if something was to change there, which I see it's highly, highly unlikely unless the club go up. So um, I'd like to think any you know, desperate situation with Bayer's administration is, I'm not going to say it's not a possibility because I don't know that, but it, I'd like to say it's a long way off, despite how concerning everything feels at the minute. Yeah, no, I think that's a good, that's a good take on it. Um, just before we wrap up this little section, we saw the Action for Albion protests tonight, the white paper protests um, and the, the, the Shine Light protests, which I thought were the best that they've been at the Hawthorne tonight. I thought the atmosphere was fantastic when that happened. Probably helped by the fact that Okai Kushlu just scored as well. Perfect timing. It, it was very good timing. Um, well, I just wanted to get your opinions on that, Lewis, and the work that they're doing, and that's obviously going to ramp up now. We've got a, a sit-in, I believe, after the Reading game, which could be quite interesting. Um, we found sort of refusing to leave the ground. Um, I imagine they're only going to get more serious maybe more I don't know if they'll get more disruptive but it wouldn't surprise me if they did given the, the news that we've had this week yeah I mean you know fair play and credit to the supporters group for you know trying to make themselves heard as we've said before and trying to create a, an image or a, a noise that makes you know they're, they're only fighting for, for the, the the desperate situation to be to be heard more and more wide, widely spread covered aren't they and to shine a light if you pardon the pun on, on the situation and I, I think the light protests when it were for fans mobile phones is really quite visually striking and quite powerful that's that's my thoughts on it that the handful of times we've seen it I think it looks really good I think it it makes a difference it rallies the the noise in the place as well doesn't it obviously Tonight, well, last night, sorry, we we saw the um, holding up of the blank pieces of paper, which, I mean, I get it's it's been a, a form of protest in China before, hasn't it? So there's that link there. But I appreciate, you know, with how it looks, you probably need the majority of the stadium to be doing it to create that real image of it. And without that, it doesn't obviously look as, as powerful. But it, it's the thought behind it, isn't it? That, that they're obviously just trying to create an impacting image um, to, to make themselves heard and try and make a difference. So, you know, you, 
can't say anything against that. that some other supporters might look at it and think that it's you know, it's never going to make a blind bit of difference, or it's a waste of time or whatever, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, and that's fair enough. But I don't think we can say anything against the people who are trying to make something happen at least. No, exactly. And I think on that point, I actually spoke to one of the... Um, well, I actually met and spoke to him, and he was on the, the Baggies... Um, the, the Baggies fans video after the game about the, the protest he was a committee member of Action for Albion and, and yeah I think there has been a few sort of divided comments on online but I think I think Albion fans you know get together the, what they are I've heard this phrase used a number of times in football clubs together stronger and I think the fans you know they, you don't need a split in the fan base you want the fans to be together and like you said some fans will like to see him protest some fans won't but Albion fans are sort of coming together and that's all down to Action for Albion they're doing some great work and and I'm sure long may that continue with the, the off-field problems we've got. Now, I hope that has helped. I hope this podcast has helped. Um, there isn't a great deal in terms of detail that we know at the moment, like Lewis has said, and probably we won't know in terms of the nitty-gritty of the T's and C's of this alone. But um, we've answered a few questions tonight. We've got a few sort of opinions and, and takes on it. So I hope that's hope that's certainly helped. Um, just before we speak about the Coventry game, and by the way, if the sound isn't massively great tonight, we are under a massive fan in Telford Services just off the M54. The choice between late night service station radio or a, or an annoying fan. Or an annoying try, fan, yeah. Try to get ourselves in the middle of them both. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, that, that, that music you get that pl- plays over when you're in a services in the middle of the night. I would say it's quite so, eerie, but so, it's actually not. Some listeners might say that not hearing mm. us as well is an improvement. Well, potentially. But, potentially, yeah. yeah. I'm sure <laughs> some will, yeah. Um, just time for, well, I've got time for a quick advert podcast, even though it's off the M54 in Telford, it's still brought to you by the Cat and Toaster Man. Um, a range of products for your kitchen um, needs and beyond, really, for the home. Um, so if you fancy getting any sort of New Year treats, knowing Christmas is over, maybe you're even starting your Christmas shopping dead early for 2023, head over to the Cat and or they've got a store on Thorns Road in Briley Hill. Um, Lewis, I'm going to keep this very brief because it is coming up to quarter past one. Um, we've only got so long free you, parking as I well. I know as well, yeah, we've got to bear that in mind. Um, what a result up to ninth, you know. I'm keeping it in the theme of lie and gaction and lie. Lie's going to be delighted because Carlos Colbrand might be his guy at a jail car. I mean, it couldn't be going much better on the pitch, could it? That really, I mean, you can't say much more than that. It's following on from Carlos' first game, the Sheffield United defeat, it's seven wins in eight, and that. The only exception is that last gasp penalty defeat at Coventry, which could, should, probably could have so easily been a draw. Uh, what is it, 21 points from 24 in that period? It's it's an unbelievable turnaround in results given what preceded it. And thankfully, the season wasn't too old and the table wasn't too split. And, and Albion are right in it, aren't they? They are right in it. And I think we said, was it on the last? podcast or the last video or, or whatever that you know these back-to-back home games Preston Reading could see Albion in the playoffs um, they're one point off it now aren't they with with every chance of it come January the 2nd against against Reading so they put themselves right in the frame and they've got the confidence momentum and they've got the quality and depth of squad to um, to, to really get in that top six and for my money stay there as well hopefully I'm going to put you on the spot now Ooh. So we're at the end of 2022, 2023 is approaching. I'll give an answer as well, but sum up Albion. I know you've only been here for half the year, but you sort of know, <laughs> know what was going on before that. Sum up Albion's 2022 in one word. One word? Wow. 
Have you got your word? I got my word. Um, that is on the spot, isn't it? Christ. Um, I'm leaning towards roller coaster. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to go turbulent. Turbulent, yeah, yeah. I think I was looking for that. I had turmoil in my head. If you just said I was looking for turbulent. If you just said turbulent, then I'd have picked up a laptop and walked away. Roller coaster with. If we lean towards the Big Dipper, or what's that one in Orton Towers that just goes straight down with more, with more down than. Uh, I hope it's not going to be a turbulent <laughs> Oh, Christ. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a way to end. that bit out, yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What I was getting at is a roller coaster with more downs, but um, but as as far as the on on, on pitch stuff goes, we've hit um, we've hit a nice sort of peak yeah. to see out the year, haven't we? And, you know, the, the roller coaster's on its on its way back up, perhaps. Yeah. Although, uh, yeah, but in terms of the football, we can say. So you have a roller coaster and a turbulent 2022 summer. What's your hope? What in one word? What are you hoping for for Albion? You know, a word that sums up what you want to happen with Albion in 2023. Um, for want of a better way of saying it. For want of a better word, comfort. Just in terms of the whole club ownership and finance. Nice. Comfort. Uh, yeah. I think there's a better word out there for it, but you know, um, security is, yeah. a, is a better way yeah. of putting it than comfort, yeah. Security. Yeah, that's a good word. I'd say something like hopeful. That's yeah. all. Hopeful. That's yeah. all I've got. I, I nearly went with promotion, but I, again, as we discussed, that kind of that that doesn't answer all of the uh, problems, does it? So yeah, should have gone for that. Promotion. Playoffs. Well, that's two words. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it will be promotion. We'll have to wait and see. Albion fans, that is your extra baggage broadcast episode. We like to bring you extra episodes in better circumstances, but that just hasn't been the case um, this week. Um, everyone has to be honest the situation at West Brom certainly off the field is not great the club deserves better um, those who work at the club deserve better and you as supporters deserve better like, let's hope that Carlos Corbrand can get us up and maybe we can see a brighter future away from the current grim off field situation from the M54 services in Telford Happy New Year and from me and Lewis until next time goodbye <laughs>